is up everybody it is hot take without the hot take here back with another episode episode 152 of junior Ooh, senior one, five, two. two views let's get straight into it state of origin game two 32 to 6 queensland drubbing i i i showed drubbing. you a screenshot where i commented on the nrl instagram page i'm a new south wales fan but it looks all but over 32 to 6 queensland is my prediction and that was on the 7th of june um well before well a week well over a week before um yeah go ahead (laughs) well there's nothing much else to say i mean obviously the blues they had chances we watched the game you watched it a lot longer than i thought you were going to watch it for first you said you weren't going to watch game two then you said you only watched five minutes of it then you stayed practically the whole game so you saw three opportunities that the blues had to get tries that would have been 18 points they would have scored but they, they left, just they, they left, couldn't they couldn't do it they left 24 points on the table they left 24 points on the table when it was still close the key reason why the Blues lost, they could not finish on the sixth tackle. There was no communication on the sixth tackle. None. And, yeah, we saw three straight opportunities where it went begging on the final pass. Went straight by Josh Adokar. Well, twice. thrown well. It was, twice. Off, it was two offloads that were just thrown and away. It was just begging for someone like Latrell Mitchell to be in the squad. But to have that finisher, but he's not the reason why they lost. No, like I, I don't understand how a team with so much offensive talent, Tedesco, Lubai, um, to, um, Trevojevic got injured. He's, he's out, out he's for the gone. season he's with gone. a torn pec. He's gone. Um, Toto, Adokar, Crichton, so much talent offensively mm-hmm. can just look so inept. On that side of the Steeden. They turned Queensland away for a good 10 to 12 minute stretch. They dominated. Mm -hmm. And they still came up short every time. And of course, they gave up a try before halftime, making it a double digit lead. And after halftime, it was wraps. Yep. Um, So now you go to game three, really just playing for pride. Yeah. At this point, you don't want to get swept. So do you think there'll be... Wholesale changes. You think that Fittler would just go? Honestly, let's just blow it no, all up. And start honestly, I, I think Fittler's gone mm. after this series. It sucks. I don't. Play some look, I I do like Fittler. I like no, him, his fault. but he's one and he's one of our most successful coaches since Gus Gould. He's actually our most successful coach since Phil Gould. But he's also one of the reasons why we've lost two straight series really? and lost in twenty twenty. Laying at his feet. Um, he just, he doesn't have the tactics. Really? He, he, at times he coasts by on talent. Uh, he lets the players have too much free reign. Uh, he's a good coach. I think he can continue to develop. Maybe if he gets a job in club land, maybe. But, um, I just don't see him coming back. But I don't think it's just Fittler. I think the entirety of the New South Wales Rugby League organization needs a thorough clean out. It's not just Fittler. Alexander needs to go. Uh, The selectors need to go. The whole... It needs a culture change because they do not have the same culture as Queensland. Uh, And I don't think they'll ever match it, but there needs to be at least some sort of identity with this squad. It's just thrown together pieces. 
they've said we've said it for time now. The, it's not about picking the best players in Origin. It's about turning a team of champion players into a champion team, and the Blues just haven't done that. So there needs to be a legit culture change. I'm I'm not even angry. I'm just dejected. That's it then. Yeah, and there's nothing finish. else to say on that. Okay. Uh, I th- honestly, there's a legit chance they get swept at home, which will just be the peak of embarrassment okay. if that happens. Right. That hasn't happened since 2010, by All the right. way. Next Moving question on. For me. Yep. Uh, does Bradley Beal um, improve the Suns' championship chances? Okay. So Bradley Beal, who played 11 years with the Wizards, and the Wizards obviously gave him. A huge contract with a no-trade clause. Um, finally, a uh, decision was made for the Wizards' sake to move on because we talked about this last time. They weren't winning with him, and so they moved on. And now he plays with the Suns. Um, I don't. I think that makes them competitive in the West, but it doesn't mean they win. Particularly when you have Bradley Beal who gets injured a lot, Kevin Durant gets injured a lot, and Devin Booker gets injured a lot, so you don't. You if they're all playing healthy for a whole season, when the dust settles, you could see the Suns in the Nuggets competing for a championship. Just don't know where the roster, the rest of the roster looks like. They have no. They have all the depth of a kiddie pool, because uh, now they have no depth, none, none. And now most of their pick swaps are Washington property. They don't own, they don't control their pick. They own a pick t- until 2031, but they don't control no. a pick yeah. until 2031. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't think that's good asset management. I think it's horrible asset management. Mm-hmm. And to get a guy in Bradley Beal, who, ah, he's a good player. It's, oh, he's a good he's, player. He's a franchise. Bradley Beal's a very good player. I think he's a franchise cornerstone. Is he a franchise player that moves the needle? No. I don't think he is. I don't think he moves the needle for this Suns team. I think the goal for this offseason for the Suns was to get some kind of value for DeAndre Ayton, but it looks like that's not happening, and build around K- the last of KD and Booker I and get some depth on your bench. Okay. Look, at what the, look at what the Nuggets did. Yeah. Look at what the Nuggets did. So, interestingly enough, Rumor has it, because of because Chris Paul was involved in the initial trade to the Wizards, but we know he's moved on to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. As a side note, he blew it up on social media and basically put Isaiah Thomas right underneath the bus. As if to say that Isaiah Thomas, who's friends with Matt Ishbia, who is apparently linked with Matt Ishbia's other company, um, is sort of a, an advisor-visor to the Suns. And basically made a decision for the Suns to uh, trade Chris Paul. Now, whether or not that's true, who knows. But as a Knicks fan, it's horrifying to hear Isaiah Thomas's name without feeling a sense of deja vu and cringeworthiness because of Jerome James, Eddie Curry, and, Eddie Curry and others, and how he set that franchise back a good 10 years. But it, it's interesting to identify the fact that Isaiah Thomas may be having chats with Matt Ishbia. Look, the Chris download. Paul thing, I knew Chris Paul was gone this offseason, but um, I just don't think it moves the needle that much for the Suns. I really don't. I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. For the for, On the Washington side, I think this is a fantastic trade for them. They get some uh, They get some fantastic assets so for the future, and they dump a whole lot of salary. So let's bridge over to that while we're there. What about the Wizards? Because the Wizards have made some pretty serious moves yep. now. They've dumped a lot of salary. 
They got rid of Beal and 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 they got rid of Paul and Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps. So Paul wasn't going to play with the yeah. Wizards. We know this. Let's just make that very clear. Paul was not going to yes. play a single game with the Wizards. But um, I think I said last week that the Wizards needed to pick a to pick a direction. Yeah. And it seems they've gone in the direction of retooling and rebuilding here. And out of all the dust that settled, I think there's some optimism. There's some hope. I, I, the assets they got back for the in the Kristaps trade, they they won that trade in my opinion. I think it's a fantastic trade. I think the other trade they made was bringing Jordan Poole in. That's a good Jordan tra- Poole now yep. is pretty much not a guy who has to defer to any other guys on the team right now. He gets a clean free change. Slate, he's yep. now he's younger than he's younger than Bradley Beal is. He's a he's a superstar now. You can build around him. Yep. It looks like maybe it's going to take a little while, oh, but it's it finally looks, he's, he's very very raw. But he's finally still raw. But finally, it looks like Washington might be finally and thinking of themselves. Along with that, and I know Joe from the block content is seething about that trade. Woo-hoo. He it, they got a first round and a second round pick. Back with Pool, along yeah. with Pool, yeah. to take on that contract. Yes. And I think that's just a fantastic. I don't know who the Wizards GM is, but he may as well be Masai Jury at this point. At this Remember point. when they tried to get him and he and he said no? He may as well be. He may as well be there because these are really, really good trades that are pushing them into a mode of giving them good assets to build off of. Remember, they've still got the, the guy in 2020 that they drafted who they can still develop into something. Looks like they're targeting um, Bazelis in the next draft, 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will get on to this year's draft. Yeah. But um, Bazelis has legit potential. Yes. So I, they're targeting him. But they've got pool to build off of. And I gen- genuinely think they put themselves in a good position to be competitive in the next three, uh, four to five years. Yeah, I, I believe that that's a good move by Washington. Fantastic They stuff. made the moves they had to make. And as we talk... Let's let's just recap the draft. Yep. So no surprises. The, the, in the, very, first three the very the very surprising uh, outcome of Victor Wembanyama going first overall happened. Um, but another surprising out uh, an actual surprising outcome. Brandon Miller went at two instead of Scoot Henderson, who Charlotte was clamoring for. Uh, the Charlotte fans were clamoring for the franchise to pick, but they didn't. I I'm torn. I like Brandon Miller on the court, off the court. Uh, oh, he has a whole lot of baggage with him that you need to get sorted out. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good shooter. He's got a all-star level ceiling, in my opinion. Um, but Scoot uh, is just, in my opinion, the better prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a necessarily bad pick. They had a need on the wing, yes. especially with the whole Bridges situation. You don't know how that's going to play out. Yep. Um, but they did have a need on the wing. I guess they addressed it, but when you're when you've got a top five pick, you pick the best player available. I did Cupcheck think that um, Miller was the best player available? We don't know, um, but in my opinion, the best player available was easily Scoot Henderson. Um, it's kind of like last season, the same thing, because the idea was the number one pick then was Paolo Bancaro, who became yes. Rookie of the Year. It wasn't. I mean, after the first three picks, after that, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm con- I'm confused about Houston. They got a lot of sort of Houston, forwards. In and, my and opinion, this, I'm in my got opinion, a lot of forwards. In my opinion, Houston had the best draft out of anybody. Oh, yeah? well. Not named San Antonio. Okay. They they got legit guys in the draft that they can build off of, and 
maybe Ime Udoka now has the pieces he can build off of. Mm-hmm. Um, they, in my opinion, they had the best draft. Okay. Uh, the Magic, though, what are y'all doing? Anthony Black? I mean, I like Anthony Black, but your guard room is you filled. Have guards. And so is their so is their um their forward room, and there was no real centers for them to take um that high. Yeah. So I guess, but you've got Jalen Suggs injured, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz. Do you cut Fultz? Uh, maybe because it's geez, obviously an idea. I, and they needed shooting. They needed shooting, and I guess they addressed. That's why they got they him. Addre- I guess they addressed it with um with the Bulls pick. Yes, but I I don't know. I did. I think they took a step back with this draft. Okay, so I guess now the dust is settling on the draft. Mm-hmm. Now we can sort of, there, there are still moves to be made, right? Yes. So the next question I have for you is, so Draymond Green has opted out of his contract? Yes. He's entering free agency? Are there takers? Um, I think it's either the Lakers or Golden State. Um, now that Golden State has... Uh, has Chris Paul on a big deal? I don't think that Draymond is going to be sticking around because they they don't have the cap space to bring him back. Yep. Unless he goes on vet min, yep. and I don't think he's going on vet min. Uh, um, I just don't know if Dre's that guy anymore. He's he's easily the heart and soul of your franchise, not named Curry, mm-hmm. but he's he's caused more headaches than normal this year. It like you. You trace back to the punch, it it it's it's just gotten right. real bad for them. I don't know if they'll bring him back. I don't think it's worth it for them to bring him back on a massive deal. So, with Jordan Poole moving on to the Wizards, that sort of gave me the idea that perhaps Golden State would make a play to keep Draymond because somebody needed to go out of that situation. Someone needed to leave, and it obviously would have been they just decided it was Jordan Poole. Um, the Lakers maybe because there's video of Draymond hanging out with LeBron in France. They're hanging out together, so maybe, maybe yeah. there's an opportunity there. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if Draymond Green works on any team besides the Warriors because of who he is and because of his success within a team structure like that. Yeah. So I would say that the chances are, as you said, I think it's going to be the Warriors first. And the Lakers are far second. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams raising I their believe, hands. I saying, believe that as well. I don't believe there's a lot of teams raising their hands saying, I want that. Yeah, no one's going to want triple singles. No. Nobody. The no. other person to consider in this whole thing is mm-hmm. um, Damian Lillard. Yeah. Because now, really, all signs point to what his decision will be based on the moves that Portland has made in the draft. Well, who Port- they secured. Portland, honestly, at this point, are going to take him or leave him. They're they're waiting for his decision. They're not gonna pull the trigger trigger on Dame. He they want him to make the decision, and they're gonna see what happens from there. I reckon Scoot and Dame could work, could work maybe, but I can't see him getting a ring in Portland. I cannot. No, it's and, not happening. And you know what? I, I and I think if you look at the history of Portland, uh, they won a championship in '77. That was. Maybe three years or so. They got close a couple times in well, the no, 90s. You know, 90, they lost to Detroit four yep. games to one. And then they, and lost, they lost to 90. Jordan in 92. So they haven't been back since. 2000 was their best chance against the Lakers. Yep. And they got booted out. Yep. So I understand that. If I'm if I'm Damian Lillard, Miami just seems like the best fit. 
but it depends on what Portland wants. There's rumors about them wanting Bam. I don't know if Miami's they're willing to do gonna that. They're not going to get Bam so, for, for... I'm sorry. You're, if Portland think they're getting Bam for Dame, you're sorely mistaken. You're going to get maybe two first-round picks if you're lucky mm-hmm. for, for Dame. You're not getting Bam or Hero back for him. It's not happening. Okay. I'm um, moving on. Moving on. Um, you got this. Okay. This is... Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's reported, Lonzo Ball will miss another season with the Bulls. Is it safe to say that he's most likely finished? It's done. And it's sad. It's real sad. Because if you think back to when he... Before the meniscus tear, he was balling for my team. Ball was balling. He was huge. He was the reason why we're, we were in playoff contention. He was... Easily the catalyst to the offense yeah. with his amazing passing, getting the guys energized, and he's just fallen off because of the injuries. And he hasn't played a single minute since 2022. No. And it's it's Another really full season. It's out. very, very sad to say, but I think it's done. I yeah. think it's over for him. I really don't see him coming back from a meniscus tear and then a uh, reported another meniscus tear. Yeah, just... I, 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 it, it is sad because it looked like he was turning a quarter. Yeah, you know when he got when he got to the Lakers, he had that funky shot. It was a bit funky. Was a bit off center. Pelicans. Then, he started to. Figure but then it he out. started figuring it out, and then when he got when he signed as a free agent with the Bulls, you know, as you said, I agree with you, and I don't, I don't care about the Bulls from a bar of soap, mm-hmm. but they were actually playing very well with him on the court, and yeah. he was he was moving the team along, and then this happens. I suppose one thing out of this is you don't hear LeBar ball anymore. Maybe yeah. that's something that's good out of this. Is you don't see him spruking his spruking his big honestly, three big three shoes and honestly, talking crap. Those those he's playing. He's pointing the finger at Bulls medical staff. Those shoes might be why Lonzo might be in this situation. I don't know if that's it. I think it's just other things besides that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know think the what, shoes were the cause of his. Yeah, because I, don't, I don't, really we don't know. But, oh, yeah, you don't know, all right. But I don't know if it's. <laughs> If it's the Bulls medical staff, I don't think or so. if it's the, or if it's the, the shoes or whatever, it's just it's... attrition. That what's that's what happens with a basketball player. Knees go bad. That's what happens. And this in this case, he hasn't come back. Wish him a speedy recovery. But they're saying he's out for the rest of this season. I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's well, any he's chance got one. This is the last year on his deal. Right. So twenty-two million dollars into a black hole. But maybe that I don't know if you amnesty him. I'm, I don't know if you amnesty him. Maybe you use your amnesty clause on him at this point. Get some cap space back for the guy. Okay. But moving on. Uh, surprised that an offer was made to Aaron Rodgers to play for the Patriots. No, because the Patriots. It tells me that the, I mean, look, even if that was just rumor or if it was something, it wouldn't surprise me that the Patriots were trying to get some veteran leadership at quarterback. I don't think they're jazzed about Mac Jones. Um, and, you know, connecting with the Jets, this would be another Belichickian move to basically try to prevent the Jets potentially landing Aaron Rodgers, which they did. Um, it's not surprising. I think there's always been that that hate-hate relationship between the Jets and Belichick ever since he said, uh, nah, thanks, ever since, thanks but no thanks. Ever since the Jets and then, thanks, but no Man, thanks. And then Mangini. Yeah, but then the thanks but no thanks. Remember... You don't remember, you weren't there. I saw the press conference where Belichick got up there and said he was a news jet coach for about half an hour and then said, I don't want I don't want this. He wrote I'm it on a here. napkin I'm allegedly. Out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. He that said, is I don't hilarious. He basically said I, I don't want to be the Jets coach and Parcells had bestowed that onto him because bestowed because Parcells was walking away. 
And ever since then, it's been that. And then just, you know, the Jets losing to the Patriots all the time. So it doesn't surprise me if that is the case and the Patriots may have made a play for Aaron Rodgers before the Jets got him. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. I think it's a rumor, though. I don't know if they did. Uh, I don't think... They, if it is or isn't, I, you I know, reckon, it's not surprising. Honestly, the Patriots are sort of stuck in stuck in quicksand right now because they're just like... They're going nowhere fast. Mac Jones, I think, could be something, but this system is not working. Well, thank, thank God they got rid of, rid of Patricia, one of the lackeys well, They got him back offense. on defense. Oh, no. Good luck with but that. But he was always a defensive coordinator. They put him in offense. And he's a horrible defensive But Bill O'Brien is now in charge of that. If the sad thing is Bill O'Brien is pro- is better than what they had on that offense. Okay, yeah, well. The staff. But P- P- Patricia, back in that defense, should spell doom for Patriots fans. Because I remember they wanted him fired in the, during the 2017 season for their bad defense. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally got him fired and the Lions, of all teams, hired him, they were like, Avito saying, good luck with that. And now the bad man is back being the blowhard that he is. Okay. Moving Next on. question. Uh, believing in Cincinnati and San Francisco. So both teams were playing well. San Francisco just lost mm-hmm. after 10 straight games. Uh, San Fran, I don't see them going anywhere quick. I mean, their prospects look okay, but most of them are in double A. So that'll still take time. And I don't really see any franchise-changing talents out of that bunch. Cincinnati, however, Ellie De La Cruz might be your guy for the next 10 years. Just hit for the cycle. Ellie De La Cruz is something special, man. He is something special. Uh, the rest of that team... It's a bunch of it's a bunch they got of some good guys a, yeah they got some good guys who are playing over their heads right now but I don't know if it's long term um, but it's a it's a nice way to rejolt the fan base and Great American Ballpark looks rocking right now. Mm. Um, I would say Cincinnati just because of you know what division they play in versus what division the Giants play in. The Giants are always going to be. I mean, right now the the Dodgers were look. The reason why people talk about Giants because they swept the Dodgers recently last weekend. Yeah. The Dodgers are struggling, but I don't think they're, they're going to struggle to the point where they're going to fall out of contention. No, no. I think it's always going to be a harder hill to climb for the, for the Giants. Of course, than yeah, the yeah, Reds. yeah, The Reds are in the Central. The Central's always up in the air. The Central's take, pick them. And, and also so, the Cardinals are falling on their face repeatedly. Well, they already are. So you have the Cardinals out of, out of and really you just deal with the Cubs and the Pirates. You know, I don't, I think, I think, look, there's a few things. I watched Cincinnati play a couple games. They have a mixture of youth caught up here. Joey Votto's back. He was out all last season with the with the torn labrum or whatever. So he's back playing. He's pretty much the elder statesman on that team. Yeah. And you know who knows? They might have a shot. I, I think it's going to be I, Cincinnati it, if they if they make the playoffs. They're I think they're two games and a half ahead of the the Brewers right now. With yeah. how mediocre the Brewers are looking in their roster, there's a legit chance that the that uh since we could see Cincinnati in the divisional series. Seriously, we'll see. It looks it looks pretty likely. Yep. And I and I like to see I like to see them in the playoffs for once. Okay. Um, who gets signed first, D Hop or Dalvin? Okay. So B Hop is Bernard Hopkins. No, not Bernard Hopkins. No, sorry, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry for that, folks. Or Dalvin Cook. So I mean, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward answer here. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward answer here. You think it's Hopkins? Hopkins? Hopkins. Hopkins. Okay. All right. It's easily Hopkins. And I don't necessarily think that Dalvin is a bad player. 
Uh, he wasn't bad. He wasn't oh, bad last year. No, but it was just a. He just wasn't. It just wasn't a. It wasn't the greatest season. But he was. He was serviceable. But I also think but, that they that the O'Connell's it was his first season. It was, it was more system. of a pass. It, pass it was, a, it was a different system, and the Vikings wanted to go a different way. And they so have. I don't blame them for really, and I still don't blame them for releasing him. Yeah. Uh, but I think Hopkins gets picked up first because teams want. Desirable receivers right now. Okay. And I think running backs can be developed quickly. Okay. In the draft, that's the yeah. new hip trend. Okay. So I'm, I agree with you. I think it'll be Hopkins first. There are rumors. I mean, I think it comes boils down to the whether or not New England really wants him. I think they could use him. I think other teams that don't think, need receivers. I think, a contender, I think a contender grabs Hopkins. I think a team that needs that extra oomph gets him. Um, I could see the Vikings maybe getting him. They need receiving talent. Yeah, but you have Jefferson. You have you already have what's his face. I mean, oh, already, true. Yeah, you already have enough receiving core there. You need. I think it would I'd work be, with be, New England because I'd be he stu- gives that vertical threat. I, I'd be happy if the Giants got him. Uh, we we need receiving talent. Uh, I think we're you look at our receiver room. We need talent there. Uh, I think they they drafted a couple. And I, then they, got they, they drafted J, they drafted Jalen Hyatt in the third round, but he needs time. Oh well, um, I, don't, I, don't I think, think you get. I, I think if they want to compete right now, I think Hopkins would be a good move for Shane to go. Yeah, we'll offer you some money. We'll offer you a good chunk of money to play under Daniel Jones for a year. We'll give Daniel Jones a shot with good receivers now. And we don't know if Waller will stay healthy. I love Waller, but we don't know if he'll stay healthy. Okay. But, right. yeah. Coming to the end of our show, uh, happy belated birthday, Jordan Poole. We did just talk about him earlier in the show. He turns 24. Mm-hmm. So, right now, as we just said, he didn't have the greatest of playoffs with the Warriors, but he's a champion, having yep. won the year before. He now goes into a Wizards organization honestly, as as pretty much the, honestly, the face. Honestly, I don't think the Warriors win that championship without him. Right. I really don't yeah. think so. Because they're, they're vets that that playoff run looked kind of weather-beaten. Yeah. And he was that, him and Wiggins were that energy that gave them that scoring mm-hmm. that won them the title. Okay, yep. Happy belated birthday to Wade Phillips, mm-hmm. former defense coordinator and head coach, uh, particularly most notably of the... Um, Buffalo Bills and the Music City Miracle oh, with no. the Bills and the Titans. He was he was witness to that situation, which oh, no. most people say well, was a forward pass involved somewhere along there. But a uh, happy belated birthday to if Wade you can Phillips. Hear right now, you hear people from from uh, Bills Mafia saying it was a forward pass. It was a forward pass. Uh, happy anniversary to the 1984 NBA draft class. Of course, what a class. What a Olajuwon. class. Let's start off with Olajuwon right there. Well, start off with the, the first pick who was Ola- Sam Bowie. No, he was second. He was Sam second? Bowie was second. Oh, Olajuwon was first. You're the, right. The okay. greatest um, You're right. summary of Olajuwon's career is that the Rockets took him over Jordan and no one gives them crap for it because that's how good he but was. But everybody gives Portland crap for having taken well, him over Well, Jordan. hindsight's twenty twenty. Bowie was actually looking good. like a pretty good prospect. This but is a different he just time. had injuries. In my opinion, Bowie was probably the the Greg Oden of his day. Right. In my opinion, it wasn't. Look, I mean, I think that it was a different time. And they are, and they took Drexler, who took them to they two finals. Had, they already had Clyde Drexler on the team. And they, they didn't want they another dra- guard. They drafted him the year before. Right. So, so they didn't want another guard. So they and he took them to two straight finals. Oh well. No, uh, two finals at least. Two finals at least. But I, but I don't think it was necessarily a bad move. It just didn't pan out. No. And obviously, you know, Mike was there. Uh, we, there's not much to be said that heart hasn't already been dissected a million times. Yep. Barkley was in this draft. Mm-hmm. Stockton was in this draft. Yes. Uh, Perkins was in this Perkins draft. In draft. 
I'm pretty sure there were other guys that were in this draft as well. Very an, deep class. An incredible draft class. Easily top top three best draft classes of all time. I still think it's barely below ni- below 2003 and 96. Yeah. Just barely. But I think 96 is the greatest class of all time. Uh, 2003 so got, and then I'll give you some 80, notable names just quickly. We got Perkins at four. We got Barkley at five. We have... A few others. There, there's a look. It's a very deep. Obviously, deep, Stockton. Stockton was there. It's it's a lot of deep players. So it was a very very deep draft. And moving Mul- it's very rare in the draft that you get multiple uh, Hall of Famers. Yes. like we did in this one. Yeah, and around at or around thirty years ago, at this time, would have been more than thirty years ago. Let's say forty years ago. Sorry, <laughs> or maybe thirty. Actually, no, thirty years ago sounds right. No, forty years ago, Keith Hernandez was traded to the Mets. Wow! Back in '83, what a player! And what the rest he, is history. Look, he didn't hit for a lot of power, but he was the guy. He was that leadoff captain. Guy. He was the captain for the Mets. Didn't he, have to hit for power. He was, he, he, he was, good he was on the '86 team, correct? Yes, he was '86 yep. champion. And and what he, a team! Man, he, what a team! He had just come off the '82 Cardinals winning the World man, Series. That so. should have been a dynasty, but it wasn't because of drugs. Strawberry, uh, Bubba. You you had Carter on that team. Hernandez, Hernandez, Kevin Mitchell. You had what a team! Yeah, so oh well, that could have that should have been a dynasty. It wasn't. Yeah, oh well. unfortunately, we're done. And thirty and forty years later, almost forty years later, we're still lamenting about the Mets. But that is our show for this week. If you're coming from TikTok or any other platform, welcome. Any of our, our stream, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next week, we'll have more NBA offseason. It's already gotten off to a fiery start. We'll see. There's it's more to come. Uh, free calm a- down soon free, enough. Free agency is on its way. Well, it's, James Harden's still out there. Kyrie yep. Irving's still out there. No yep, there's going to be some interesting moves being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you worry about that. MLB season is well and truly in swing. We're past the halfway point. Almost, we're, be, we're almost at the halfway point. Um, All-star no, game's not there yet. Are we? Oh, yeah. We're yes. not. We're not, not there, there yet, yet, but we're almost there. We're going to be covering... Uh, how each team's going and what we think's going to happen in the next stretch, what we think might happen in the trade deadline. Uh, there's a, And NHL offseason is also coming up, some big names on the market as well. Teams might be looking up to shake up their cores to emulate what uh, Florida did. Yep. Buckle okay. up. It's going to be a good offseason. We'll right. see you then. Bye.